0: Hey, yo, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank and I'm joined by Kevin.
1: Hey, hey. hey. Kevin,
0: how you been doing with this heat, man?
1: Uh, it's not not as bad up here for me as it is for you down there. Like we were just talking right before the humidity up here is pretty bad, but uh, luckily I've got AC in my house, so it's not as bad for me as it is for you.
0: Yeah. Uh, today's 105 for me, but uh, got the AC going. And like just a minute ago, I was just like sitting in front of a fan, just kind of like take me over. I can't, I'm just such a winter guy. I'm like a Christmas dude. So yeah. I'm so ready for this to be done.
1: I got a guy at work that's actually like, when it's 80 degrees in the office, he's like, Let's turn the ac off it's too cold in here i'm like dude you're in you're in an office environment get used it, it's got to be 70 or wow. cooler inside of an office man not just for me but for the like we got computers running come on man just because he oh, likes to yeah. work outside in like 105 degree weather it's insanity this guy i can't oh, I, I i not for me
0: that's not human you guys need to check on him no. we just found out that yeah. aliens are real he, he could be one of them we don't know <laughs> right tell you it might be <laughs> <laughs> we are pulling a question out of the geek box guys if you guys want one link at the description here it is have you been to an arcade this should be easy but can you explain the arcades you've been to let's go with that
1: so there aren't too many arcades around here nor have there been throughout my childhood most okay. of them are gone there are two big ones remaining in my area both of which i've been to in the last five years i would say one of them is uh, just a nickel arcade. It was always a nickel arcade. It has mm-hmm. games where you play for tickets and it has games where you play just to have fun like you would at a normal arcade for like high score stuff. Uh, yeah. The other one, my favorite one in this area is a barcade and it has all sorts of old school arcade cabinets. It is meant for there's a lot of single player stuff, multiplayer stuff. Uh, their food is fantastic. I don't think they brew their own beer there, which is weird because I live in Oregon where almost every bar almost every restaurant like brews its own beer that's just how we do it around here but no their food is great though yeah but, yeah that that's all i've got for arcades around here
0: for me that sounds like our coin up we have one in what's called old sacramento or no it's actually downtown Tech. it's called coin up it's like that it's got this bar with a lot of old arcade machines classics uh, i go i play that simpsons like crazy the konami i mean just can't get enough of that and outside they get the giant jenga so you can play those we were gonna bring Kyle there when he came into town for the convention, and I was like, "I don't know, guys. We're gonna be pretty tired, so maybe we'll do the next day." We were exhausted; <laughs> like, I get <can't, laughs> like that, that event just kicked our butt. So then the next day, we're like, "You want to just go to Diana's house and play <laughs> board games all day?" He was totally on board. That's what we did, and it was great. <laughs> that's <laughs> that was how great. we should do it.
1: Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Growing up, though, like pizza places was the arcade place, right? Did you have any yes. arcade pizza places?
1: Yeah, that's just so many memories, just right there. Um, not yeah. only that, but um. When I was a kid, also movie theaters, there was always that oh, front yeah. lobby section. Still. Whenever the parents are <laughs> yeah. waiting in line, yeah, there's still arcade games in most of those. We have Regal around here; they're the only theater game in this oh, area. So but
0: good to
1: do. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it, it, Regal's all about having there. There, they got like three games and a claw machine. I think left. That's about it. But yeah. Winco stores, like Winco and Walmart, whatever, like grocery stores, also always had a couple of games. I wouldn't consider them arcades, but the the damn claw machine.
0: We had a we had a skating rink that had one, too, and then we have a new, uh, kind of new, it's actually been about, God, it's been about 20 years. I am ancient. Uh, there's a new bowling alley in the area. Oh, my God. Jonathan actually was in charge of their arcades. And so uh, that was very interesting, learning about, like, how they're repaired and maintained and the odds on anything with, like, tickets, because a lot of it was ticket-based, you know, that classic stuff and yeah. my god i'm never putting a quarter in one of those again like it's just like yeah we made <laughs> enough money now so we're going to give you a couple of tickets extra I'm like that's bullshit
1: yeah it's interesting to watch like documentaries or videos from people that actually know stuff like you're saying jonathan does like the, my uh, my favorite one as a kid was the one where the lights spinning around the whole thing you have to hit the yes. button right when the lights in the center i loved that game because the first time i played it i was really good and i hit the jackpot i thought it was luck and skill it's it's <laughs> obviously it's not skill it's it's a little luck and then whatever the game wants to give you
0: exactly yeah it yeah it's just crazy how much they they've got everything rigged it's a casino it's a casino for kids right and exactly. it's just gonna let you get enough tickets to they can make a profit <music> all right guys let's go ahead and get into the news we're starting off with gal gadot she says she's gonna be returning for wonder woman she's working with peter saffron and um, James Gunn for this project so she's going to be in the new DCU now we know that DC's resetting everything we know Blue Beetle's kind of like been the one character moving forward because he's kind of stuck out of time right now it makes sense does it make sense if you're trying to reboot an entire I mean really an entire brand would you bring anybody with you or do you try to just bring the best what do you think
1: that's a hard one because I like when I think Wonder Woman, I, I haven't seen any of the D.C. stuff. We've talked about this a ton. I'm not a D.C. Yeah. guy, Oh yeah, but I've always thought that Gal Gadot was a great fit for that character and yes. the movies just haven't done that well. So maybe if she's the perfect fit for the character and you can think of it as a new timeline, then then it works. Like I thought Chris Pine played a good Captain Kirk, but the movies that he was Captain Kirk in weren't that great. Um yeah I, I think i'm glad they didn't keep him so they could really go either way they could make it make sense though with gal Gadot. i really think they could
0: yeah a uh, real quick side note i was watching a TikTok where where guys like saying he's a big star trek guy and he's like he went back to watch those three kelvin timelines and uh, he's like guys these movies are awesome i don't know why we're like some people were hating on them so much <laughs> and i completely was like cheering at my phone i'm like i love those movies but they're definitely not like star trek star trek movies they're just fun yeah. And the casting, I think, was so perfect in those movies. I really have no problem with any of the casting.
1: I would do an entire episode of Trek Freaks right now about those three movies because I almost entirely agree with you. I almost yeah. entirely agree with you. Like, yeah, but we might yeah, have to do I, a I challenge, know, accepted,
0: no... and then and then we'll like we'll transition into yes. like the return of Gig Freaks or uh, Trek Freaks. I like that That'd idea. That'd
1: be great. But yeah, with Gal Gadot as uh, Wonder Woman in this new. Timeline, new era of DC that might bring some of the old fans, as well as you know, her star power bringing in people that know who she is but haven't seen them, like myself. So, I think it's a good move. She's she's a name that will draw,
0: yeah. And I really can't think of another actress that fits the role so well. She's, she's actually really like Batman to me could be anybody you draw it out of a the hat. There's so many really good actors for that. Superman, yes, we definitely have her Henry Cavill, but I could see that in like the new guy's really good. But for some reason, I'm like, yeah, Galgo does the only option I could think of. And so it's going to be awkward. And I kind of mentioned this on TikTok where we have to just be mature audiences at this at this point. I think there's something where we feel like these studios owe us for some reason, a narrative explanation to why casting is the way it is. That does. We don't do that for anything else. Why are we doing that for superhero movies?
1: Right. Like we were talking about the Kelvin stuff that the Kelvin timeline Star Trek that Leonard Nimoy, his prime universe, Spock was in the Kelvin timeline, that's what shifted everything. So they're like basically handing the torch to uh, Zachary Quinto saying, yes, this is, I approve of Zachary Quinto as Spock, which he was a fantastic Spock too. just say we haven't had a bad really Spock is. yet.
0: We have not knocking on all the wood. Who knows? Um, I will <laughs> right. say, do you think those movies would have been, you know, I think they probably would have been handed even worse or gotten even worse of a review or whatever. If Spock wasn't there, if Leonard Nimoy wasn't there.
1: Yes, because they with Leonard Nimoy, it was clear that it was a different timeline. Okay. If they didn't have that clear, concise cut with him being the transition point, then it would have been like, well, this isn't what happens. Kind of what we're starting to see with strange new worlds right now. There's right. some stuff that's slowly being retconned and slowly being just re-added, reintroduced. Uh, the, the eugenics wars taking place at a totally different time. That's kind of starting to become a thing now that's Uh, a biggie like yeah there's a lot of stuff that and this is in the prime universe so i i can if if strange New worlds keeps doing the same thing that it's doing now then the i could see it getting down a path where people get angry so yes it was a very good idea for them to do that with spock but leonard emoy
0: even jonathan already he's kind of like i don't like how the visually the ship is so much more modern than the old ship and it's like well it has to be it's it's not like i told him like there's a story and then there's the visual representation of the story. And what that's what we're watching is the visual representation of the story, the knobs and stuff like that has to update like star Wars, which actually it's part of its glamor is the fact that it's trying to stick to 1970s version of sci-fi as part as part of the, why it's so cool. But I mean, like it doesn't make sense that a library would have like an act or a lightsaber would actually have a clicking thing. Like we're, we're so much more advanced than that today. There's no touchscreens in star right. Wars. It feels like so. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, if you guys want more Star Trek. We're going to be talking about more of it at the end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was gonna see if i could make every story that we talk about somehow about star trek
0: post malone who would be a very good alien creature in star trek has just bought... <laughs> 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 i love posty don't i'm just i'm not even talking shit guys just a heads up on that he just bought the one ring magic the gathering card for two million dollars so this is literally it's the only copy of this one particular card there's multiple of the one rings this one's the holographic one it's actually written in the, i'm gonna say elvish i know it's like a Mordor version of elvish don't come at me i would you, would you if you got this card and you were like a big mtg fan i mean i i, I think this is a given are you gonna be selling this card
1: yeah yeah <laughs> i would i i personally yes i would sell this card um if i happen to have any one of one that people wanted even if it was for something that i like yeah I'm selling it because I would rather be able to pay off my house, my mortgage and my, my vehicles. Cause I have a baby coming. So yeah, I'd yeah. sell for sure.
0: Is there a collectible you could think of, and I've got one while you think that you would, and I probably mentioned this on pushing buttons now. i think about it, um, that you would actually save beyond that $2 million. And my, I'll start while you think about that. They World of Warcraft sold the server blades for the original servers. They sold them an auction. They sold for a few hundred thousand dollars and somebody has Nerzul, the server that me and my friends all started on together had our adventures and those memories are what carry me forward and not only in that game but many much of gaming and to have that server blade kind of the place where we formed this new version of friendship i would i would keep that i would keep that over the two million dollars i think it's just because it means so much to me personally anything for you
1: there's one that i would consider not selling and it's the original wcw world heavyweight championship that hulk hogan spray painted nwo over i know that it still exists somewhere if i had that i it would be a hard thing for me to sell but for the right price i would um what i probably would never sell would be like an actual like set worn com badge from star trek the next generation the store the I made it i made it happen i made it happen <laughs> nice um, job <laughs> the, the 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 series that got me into star trek to begin with was the next generation and if i had like patrick stewart's set worn com badge that was worth yeah. money i would never sell that thing that thing would be mine forever
0: you know a collectible i keep looking at is every so often you'll see them come up for auction neelix's costumes the <laughs> carpet those were very
1: <laughs> unique yes yeah.
0: Every so often one of them comes up for uh, for auction and they always have like this like piping, this gigantic piping across them. And I'm like, one of these days I'm gonna be rich enough to have that in the corner of my living room, man.
1: <laughs> I would have loved to have had one of those to wear for like my wedding.
0: Oh my god, that would have been great. <laughs> her side of the her side of the chapel is just like, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> A Booker who sold this card, he did post when he when he posted the TikTok videos, which I want to I appreciate when somebody does that. It's an earnest moment. We saw how much it meant to him because this is two million dollars It's going to change his life for his him and his family. But he did make sure to clarify, he's like, look, guys, I would have loved to keep this card as much as you do. But this is too much money and it'd be irresponsible, basically, for me to keep this card. And I love how Post Malone, because I'm a big uh, uh, Good Mythical Morning fan and he's a mythical beast as well. Uh, He's so earnest in his love for Match the Gathering for this card and to see it go to a person like that. I'm like, yes, he's not going to put on a shelf somewhere or something like that. He's like actually enjoying it. It's so cool. I love
1: that. I I'm just glad it's not like Logan Paul with that as a Charizard card that he wore around his neck.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm glad that it's not that. By the way, to bring it to pro wrestling, my other thing that I talk about every time Logan Paul's apparently been killing it in that company that I don't watch WWE. He's apparently Mm -hmm. been killing it there whenever he he's just had a match this past weekend at SummerSlam.
0: Yeah, he did. I thought he lost that match.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you won or I didn't watch it, but uh, I think he's like he picked up He picked up wrestling like super quickly. Like he knows how to like get the crowd to to boo him. It's like he's he's just really good, apparently, from what I hear. I've seen one of his matches and it was like, okay, this guy gets it.
0: I've got you know, I've got two brothers. The one brother you guys all know is Jonathan, he's on the podcast often. The other brother who is not geeky at all is Miguel. Love him to death. But he's very much Logan Paul and you know, that kind of he's a big (laughs) Logan Paul fan and stuff like that. So I have to taper when he I I accidentally did it one time we were at a pizza place and he's like. Did you hear about Logan Paul and his uh, something a wrestling match? I'm like, oh, I hate Logan Paul right off the bat. Just my immediate reaction. And he's like, yeah, oh, why? Yeah. What did he, what's wrong with them? And I'm like, oh man, I'm sorry. It's just yeah, it's this whole thing with those like the Japanese sports. I hate that he did this. Yada yada yada. Explain stuff to him, and and he, I just like shut him down. I didn't mean to do that. I, I hate to do it to anybody's fandom just because no. it's not Star Trek or Star Wars. I immediately shut down his fandom. I'm like that's literally the point of Geek Freaks is to not do that. I just did that to him. So ever since then, I've been <laughs> oh, trying shit. to kind of like come to him with like more logan poly facts and stuff or whatever you know and i just felt bad that i did you'll that. <laughs> never
1: guess what i just heard on the impulsive
0: podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have found uh, other things that me and him both enjoy there are certain podcasts that we both like that are much and i keep thinking like actually me him and Jonathan in a podcast would be very good but it would be much more just like bullshitting about life and there's a lot of those so we don't really need to make one of those <laughs> but yeah <Anyway. laughs> next up speaking of podcasts Podcasts are going to be add are now added to TikTok, and this feels like a weird platform. But let me explain what happens on my side of things. Uh, we you make a video and and say you're a podcast that then there's so many of them. Then some of them listen to this, uh, this podcast where you all your posts on TikTok are specifically saying, "Hey, there's an episode of the podcast out." You could then link it to your podcast. You attach the two, the specific episode, and then. On the bottom of the TikTok video, they can click on that and listen to the podcast within the TikTok player itself. You can even close the app. It'll continue playing. Uh, Do you think TikTok's the right home for that? I feel like it's such short form media that making it into an hour long, you know, listener is a little weird. What do you think?
1: It's worked out wonderfully for me. Um, There was one video of uh, i don't know if you've heard of them the geek freaks headlines tiktok channel i don't I know like if you've heard guy. of that small yeah it, 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 small for now but soon to be big um <laughs> i i i tried that actually i clicked on the i was at work and i just had i was like i need a i need a couple minutes away from my computer screen to stare at my little phone screen and yeah. i was like all right time to get back to work click that listen to podcast and then i can just set my phone down and it's the perfect like tiktok's a distraction and then once yeah. you're done being distracted, you put on the long form content that you want to listen to and get back to work or whatever else you were doing. I think it can be great.
0: That's like the perfect you like just convinced to me this is going to work like that's really good being able to <laughs> shift between short form and long form for so me. easily. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense because to me, I was always like, like, I'm interested in short form content right now. So then why would I then shift what my interest is right now into a long form thing like a long hour fixer or something like that? To me, it just didn't make much sense. And, but I like that where it's like, okay, now I'll get back to work. Okay. You've sold me on it. This particular episode or um, the post I made explaining the new thing blew up on TikTok for us. So I'm kind of like, should I be talking more about podcasting? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, uh,
1: yeah. Dude, you could be the podcast guru on TikTok. You know how there's the like the fast food secrets guy? There's the. Yeah. Oh, I love <laughs> there's him. There's a. Yeah, he's great uh there, there's the the uh what no way guy there's just Dude, all I these, love that guy, guy. Too. he just opened his <laughs> yeah. own merch
0: shop just I for heard. his thing <laughs> it's yeah like, is there really that much of a draw like i, I wouldn't mind a hat that says you know <laughs> exactly
1: a yeah it's a, he, he's a meme at my work and my work is yeah. nothing has nothing to do with anything so i
0: have tried yeah. the shit that he he finds though Have you it ever works. seen the guy that does the hacker hack reacts have you seen his yet where he just reacts to um, people's hacks the, that are like construction ones, his big beard. Yeah,
1: like they're like montage videos and he's like, oh, yeah. that's not going to work. Or why are you doing that? it's something. Like, yeah. Yes, Okay.
0: Okay. We have the same feed. Okay, good. <laughs> good <laughs> pretty much, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so let us know, guys, if you like this. What we're going to be doing is I'm going to try to post a video related to, For I'll give an example. Uh, this week, it was an odd week. Thomas was out on vacation having fun. And so the challenge accepted for this week was just me doing a solo. So it was a very odd episode. But nevertheless, I made a TikTok video where I explained the top five A24 films, which is what the episode is about, and then linked to it. So I'm going to try to do that for our TikToks as normal. Clearly, headlines is the main thing, but um, also make sure that there's something to kind of branch out to everything. So let me know if you guys like that and what we can do to better that. It's just something new. Stephen Amell, OK. I want to start off this conversation. We're going to be talking about Stephen Amell and what he said about sag After I don't think we need to harsh him too hard, but also we need to, you know, hey, look, this is what you did. Uh, he's, at a, he's at GalaxyCon, and he basically says, just summing it up, I don't support the strike. I support my union, but I don't support the strike. Are you able to separate those two?
1: No, I, I don't know how he is. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm also not an actor, so I don't know how to separate the two. I. It seems short sighted, but he's probably also irritated that he's not able to talk about the new season of heels. That's that's yeah. on stars right now. He's not able to talk about any of his normal stuff, and it's probably just getting to him in a way that he didn't know how to. Like reconcile with also supporting the 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 strike in his mind. So or not the strike, but the the union. So. I don't know. It seems counterintuitive to me, but yes. I'm not him. So
0: he went on to Instagram to further explain that essentially what he meant by it, which it's easier to kind of with some breath, you know, make a better version of it. But he basically said that, look, it's just because, you know, I think that the strike might've been a little too aggressive or whatever, but essentially explaining that, like I'm backing the strike, I'm backing the union. I'm not breaking the strike in any way. It's just that I th- wish we could have done this. Otherwise. So basically this is unfortunate. And he kind of explained it that way. It's easy to do that in hindsight, of course. Um, I I think that happens with people in a union because the, the unions are not 100% voting for a strike. It's like 98. It's not, but still there's people who are against it. And I wonder if it's because he's already had a pretty established role, he has a new show he's doing, that he feels so comfortable. For an, I'll elaborate on this a little bit more. Jamie Lee Curtis just came out and said she's pretty neutral in the situation. And then immediately people were like, Oh, my God, she's against SAG after. And it's like, no, she's just. And a lot of people were like, well, of course, you're Jamie Lee Curtis. You've never not had a role to play. So it's easy for you to say. What are your thoughts on all this?
1: I, we also see people like Mandy Moore. I think she posted a video from the picket lines on strike. Um, there's for every millionaire that's on strike out there with them It's just another. Voice, especially a big voice like them yeah. that. It'd be nice if you get them or Tom Cruise to say something in support of the strike. It'd be I think it would go a long way to show the the studios that the, the demands of the the unions are serious and that it's not just, oh, we think we should have more money. <laughs> it's right. a, it's a serious thing that they should consider. And having money, people behind it, like established money, people behind it would go a long, long way to the people that are making you know, minimum wage ish type income off of this stuff that are also on the picket line, not making money right now.
0: Yeah. It's that's very well said. I mean, we've, we've dove dove into some of the the working conditions and what they're fighting against and AI and all these different things. It it definitely makes sense to me. I think one of the things I find so interesting about the situation is the immediate reaction to it. Um, As an, as an outside supporter of SAG-AFTRA and of course we try to, we talked about this in the past, how we try to, Get it around everything and figure everything out. Um, I was just kind of surprised at how much people were just dogpiling on Stephen Amell. And right away, one of the first things that happened where people were talking about how his co stars on Arrow hated him and stuff like that. And it's like I've I've heard you know I I didn't know to the to the extent. Definitely heard about the extent. But also it's kind of interesting that 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 was the immediate response. Like hey he doesn't he's not fully supporting the union or the strike so let's dig up everything about this guy doesn't feel like the right response to this
1: that is how the media works that you know. is you just basically describe the 24-hour news cycle but the <laughs> entertainment version of it <laughs> yeah. i i think that's exactly what it is is this guy said something it can be construed as this let's dig up everything that supports this narrative to make it and whether it's true or not doesn't matter if you click on the news article Gotcha. Like, the reason that's, that's it's called that.
0: Geek Freaks Headlines and not Geek <laughs> Freaks the body of the article <laughs> because <Right>. we know <laughs> <Exactly>. it's <TikTok. laughs> Yeah.
1: Um,
0: you know, so I, I think it's interesting. I think we all need to breathe a little bit when we hear. I like to share the news as much as possible. Even in that discussion, like the TikTok I made about this, I was definitely leaning against him and that was, and I maybe was a little too biased in that for sure. But i got comments being like well i don't think we need a dog pile i was like that's fair and i probably should think again um you know on how to approach this uh i do find it i do want to shout out though like the rock and many other actors have been putting in like a million dollars here and there into a fund and there's gonna be a link in the description it will be the top link and into a fund that helps support the writers and the actors who are not at the top of the pyramid maybe paying bills or getting food stuff like that because there's there's, they're going through a stretch right now they're getting into the month where paying rent will be the hard part and so you guys could pay into that if you'd like to and help them out all right we had a leak on amazon of all places those guys have loose lips uh showing that the ahsoka series is probably adding anakin skywalker now rundown of this is the description for a new t-shirt explained everybody is coming back and it said. You know, this person, this person, Sabine, Anakin Skywalker into the Star Wars Ahsoka series. Now, I immediately was like, yes, we're going to get round two, Vader versus Ahsoka. I want this so bad. But then it dawned on me, wait a minute, we don't call Anakin, Anakin after the transformation. So we could have a flashback to Clone Wars, or we could have a ghost version of maybe, I mean, I don't know what the timing is at on this. I don't know if that quite works, but yeah, it actually should work a ghost version of anakin do you think we'd get either of those in the ahsoka series
1: i genuinely think it's gonna be both honestly i think the flashback the flashback version will lead to maybe at the end he'll be the blue glowy as they call it um form of him the ghost the force ghost yeah i think that would fit pretty well i don't know if we need flashbacks unless it like flashes back to that scene from i think season two of rebels (laughs) <laughs> but other than that, um, I don't. Yeah, definitely has a force ghost and some get, kind of get some closure on the relationship between Vader or Anakin and uh, and Ahsoka, because that was never truly followed up on after rebels, after their their fight. And then, yeah, we all know back in 1983 or whatever, that Anakin ends up going back to the light side as he dies. And all this stuff was just written in afterward. But we didn't see what happened with light side Anakin and Ahsoka so having force ghost Anakin around I think would be a good move as long as they don't overuse it
0: that's a big problem with Star Wars and we're starting to run into that even with the Dave Filoni side of things which is pretty ironclad but as for Anakin yeah so in the end of season two of Rebels it looks like Ahsoka dies and then because of we won't explain all of it but basically there's like time travel essentially she was saved uh, by Ezra and crew Ah, uh, very odd. I think it's gonna be tough to show that on screen, but we might actually be getting that pretty soon. Oh, the thing I would like to explore is back in Clone Wars when she was blamed for uh, blamed for something, and then all of a sudden she kind of saw like nobody had my back in this, really. and she she left on her own accord. I would love to see Anakin like seek her out and try to I don't know. would you, do you think he would convince her to j- come back to the Jedi Council back to the Jedi or? maybe try to give her a a path forward
1: i i don't know i i take that whole thing as basically anakin taking the l you know like his his padawan is basically ostracized from the the jedi order and then brought back in and she said no didn't want to and that kind of led to his uh his discontent with the jedi order and him seeing them as the bad guy so I think it's a crucial part to his story of turning to the dark side. And if he tried to pull in or pull a back in, it might just be a little too much, too many different threads on that same. I, see. I don't know. I, I have faith that it could be done right. If that's the way they want to go, but that's not the way I'd do it.
0: Yeah. I would still like to see that conversation between the two of them of maybe him saying like, what's with this bureaucracy or something like that? Like just something to kind of give us that nugget just because I really loved their relationship in clone wars And then to see how it devolved so much in Rebels, I mean, really, she didn't know Vader. uh, But then when the broken mask, I'm really spoiling a lot of Rebels for you guys, I'm sorry. But she's like, oh, shit, you know, it's my boy. Um, I would really like to see just a little bit more of that good old days of Ahsoka and Anakin fighting a bunch of robots. It was fun. Clone Wars was fun.
1: (laughs) Clone Wars was fun, and then it was very dark. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) And then it was fun.
0: (laughs) Force ghosts and stuff of force spirits is so weird. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, The and Ghost is a really good option there. This Ahsoka series, I think, is going to be paving the way for the rest of Dave Filoni's vision, which is, of course, bringing back Thrawn and creating the heir of the empire, really doing that whole storyline, which is now sitting on my shelf. I need to actually read it. Um, and I think we're actually finally going to get that into the big screens. We need to get that. All right, we're going to be wrapping up. You want to do a quick review for Star, uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, amazing musical episode, and then we'll kind of talk about what that means about musical episodes.
1: I, I don't I don't know if I want to so much call it a review. Um, I, I just wanted to talk about the implications of having the a, a show that's not a musical show, having a musical episode and what that meant for Star Trek as a whole. And there's been a lot of like super negative or super positive thoughts on this episode. Almost no one's right in the middle from what I have seen. And I feel like I'm right in the middle, so I don't have. Like. I don't know, I'm trying to, I guess, look for guidance on how I should feel about this because <laughs> everything on the Internet is either super negative or super positive. I'm not a musical guy, Yeah. but I thought the songs were well done. I love the fact that Celia Rose Gooding, who plays Ensign Uhura, mm-hmm. who's a Grammy winner, she shined in this episode and she is just one of the best people in that series in a cast that's just fucking outstanding uh, stacked um, mm-hmm. Christina Chong who just had an album release, she's a singer as well. Um she this season has been a standout season for her in particular. She plays Laon nunyan Sing. Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: she stood out this season and she had a breakout performance in this episode particularly. I don't know. I I was very skeptical when I heard I think before the season started they released the episode uh naming list, like the episode yeah. names and one of them was called subspace Rhapsody and the Star Trek universe was like the, the online universe is like, is that a musical? And <laughs> most of us were like, oh, please, no, please, no. But some yeah. people were like, oh, that could that could be all right. And I was definitely the please, no, please, no kind of guy. I, I don't know. I think it it's probably not one I'm going to specifically rewatch every time. But if I'm rewatching the series, I don't I'm not going to skip it because it was still a good. It was very well acted and. Musical, I thought it was okay.
0: For transparency, I haven't watched it yet because I try to let the let them build up a little bit. So I binge all; everybody knows that. But my question for you is: Does it build on the grand story of Strange New Worlds, or is it just a bottled so completely separated?
1: Definitely a one-off. It's um, okay. it has a couple um, character developments that happen specifically with Laon mm-hmm. and then the relationship between Captain Pike and Captain Patel, but. Other than that, it was basically a throwaway story. Um, oh, there was a lot of Spock and Nurse Chapel stuff, too, if that happens in there. Just I, I, I can't talk about it without talking about spoilers. So I'm going to stop gonna, talking about yeah. it so that you can watch it. But uh, the season is about to end. This comes out on Tuesday. Uh, the mm-hmm. season finale is in two days from when this releases. So you'll be able to watch them all pretty soon.
0: Then I go ham. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so here's my thing. I think everybody understands like Buffy the vampire I mean legendary show from the 90s right the musical episode is that too did they reference that in this in Star Trek yes
1: they 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 absolutely referenced it because they knew people were going to be
0: making the comparison oh my god that's so freaking cool I love Star Trek yeah the idea is that like it was just a one-off it's a fun episode now if we look back at Strange New World season one they had that fairy tale episode which I felt was kind of similar in the vein of like I loved thing.
1: that episode.
0: Yeah, and Community did the same thing. And if you guys watch Community, which is beloved, they had the paintball episodes and then they had the D anD D episodes. <laughs> They're not necessarily like pushing the story forward. They're just, I mean, it's almost like impossible that it was part of the story, really. But they were fun one-off adventures that were just like, yeah, what the hell? Let's go shoot paintballs at each other. Let's go sing and dance. So to me, I'm kind of cool with Strange New Worlds, like each season doing a wacky episode, or they just like whatever, you know.
1: See, but that's the difference with Strange New Worlds is that I, I answered your last question wrong when you asked if it had any like progression for the story. The season doesn't have a story like they're episodic. That's the point in yeah. nature. It's all about the characters. So, and yes, there was a lot of character development in the story. So in that sense, yes, it was very much it progressed things. Um, that that's just this show is different than all of the rest of new Modern. Star Trek in that. Yeah. Cause they also had the, the crossover of those old scientists. Episode seven was the crossover with lower decks, which might be my favorite star Trek episode ever at this yeah. point, Um which also broke my heart to, to see that they went on strike right before that episode came out because Tani Newsom is both a, an actor on lower decks and was in this episode of strange new worlds. And she's now a writer for the upcoming uh, star Trek. uh The, 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 what is it called? The, the cadets that are Star Trek? God damn it. Starfleet uh, Academy. Starfleet Academy.
0: There it Star is Academy. Academy. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, the, the, Star, the Star Trek Starfleet Academy show that's coming up. She's a writer for that, so she's on double strike right now and couldn't yeah. promote what was probably her favorite episode to do because she was actually wow. like a, a real actor in that. Not not just doing her voice, but doing the whole like physical part of it, too. So, oh, uh, that broke my heart to hear that. Uh, she's in but yeah, this whole space th-
0: force too i think i think she's is she the one she's she plays um uh, a
1: mariner.
0: Uh, mariner yeah so she's in, she's in space yeah. force as well
1: gotcha yeah <laughs> i haven't seen that but i've heard that yeah 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 but it, yeah uh starts, strange new world season two has been a bunch of one-off episodes as it is so having a musical is not like that not a bad thing i'm glad they did it and i'm glad that they had the cast to pull it off
0: I think that the I think we could both agree that Star Trek benefits from being less of a story arc, in my opinion. I think before this, before modern Star Trek, it's got to be Voyager, which was the whole point is just go home was the entire big story arc. And and then like you kind of added this one of like, you know, can seven or nine become human again? Two big story arcs, but they were you could like totally lean off of them so well that it didn't really matter. I think that's really what hampers discovery so bad because because it has to connect so much. Now, when they have this one episode where all of a sudden the ship has crazy emotions, I have to remember the fact that, that ship has crazy emotions in the future episode and it's dependent on it. Like it, it, to me, it just doesn't work well in Star Trek. What do you think?
1: The shorter episode count helps with that, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm rewatching Deep Space Nine as I've said, uh, almost every time we talk about Star Trek, my, I think my wife's downstairs always watching it right it? now. It, yeah. It's, it, yeah. Uh, I think we're <laughs> almost to the final season now, but deep space nine had the dominion war. It had uh will Odo find his place in the galaxy. Will he find his people? And when he does, um, no, I'm not going to spoil deep space nine from 30 years ago for anybody that hasn't seen it, but um, will he align himself with them going forward? Mm-hmm. Um, so they had those overarching stories but that was like over five six like the whole show was seven seasons the dominion war was like three of those seasons and they brought the dominion in i think season one or two so it was like over the entire series and you didn't have to remember little things like oh yeah the ship gained sentience and is now uh protective of itself in a weird way
0: (laughs) having a bad day (laughs) <laughs> clearly that's like my least favorite discovery episode by a mile when she's trying yeah. to like convince it to do something like look i'm i'm on board with you guys a lot farther than a lot of people this is stupid <laughs> it's like come on
1: i'm gonna pitch this right now since we're on the topic and i think we're probably getting close to the, the end of this topic is uh, getting close to the end discovery is also getting close to its end um, I think after season five, we should run down that entire series, like bring Trek freaks back for a day or m- maybe talk about dedicate an entire challenge accepted or Geek Freaks episode to it and talk about what Star Trek Discovery did good, what it, we thought it did poorly and the yes. greatness of those characters in that show, because I think they are very well written characters and yes. very well acted. I love the characters in that show.
0: And we would want to not talk about the have whole thing
1: from top to bottom.
0: I know. And we would not have a lot of what we have today if it wasn't for that show kind of denting things up and trying some new stuff out for a new era. So in a streaming world, I mean, Star Trek in a streaming world is a whole new thing. I like this idea. Put it on the books. We're going to definitely do that. That's a great idea. Nice. Um, All right, guys. So you have a lot of Star Trek to look forward to from us. What I want to know now, (laughs) Kevin, what is your recommendation for the week?
1: This is going to come out of left field because I want to recommend Baldur's Gate 3, but I haven't played enough of that to be able to recommend it. Um, yeah. I, I, I imagine it's great, but that's not going to be my recommendation. I found a game that I bought on a whim last week called melatonin, and it is on Steam. It is a rhythm based puzzle game. It's kind of difficult, but it's also kind of soothing, and it's a very quick game that you can play 10 minutes of or you can play three hours of and just if you're looking to kill some time it's i think $15 full price melatonin on steam yeah it's on sale right now for 11.9 oh by the time this episode comes out it won't be but yeah 14.99 full price so
0: there you go
1: overwhelmingly positive review
0: by the time this episode comes out you guys have two more days to get my uh suggestion for you guys on the epic game store they always have free games that come out every uh thursday this week they released loop hero for free that is a yes. must try out, give it a try. You'll be surprised how many hours go by when you're like, what am I doing? Like, holy cow. What? It's night time right now? <laughs> you never knew. Uh, it is really fun and it builds on itself in a very interesting way. Doesn't take long to understand what's going on. and Then it just it's this weird thing. I can't really explain how it works, or like how it builds so much. But all of a sudden you start to like kind of get these like chains and stuff like that, you start to kind of get this own rhythm of how you want to play. And it's a blast. It is completely free right now in Epic Games, guys. Even if you don't have time to play it now, add it to your library. That's. If you, By the way, join our Discord. We literally have a bot that tells you every Thursday, these are the free games on Epic Game Store. You can click that button, and it automatically opens the Epic Game Store for you. It's perfect. Um, check that out, guys. Loop Hero on the Epic Game Store. Have you beaten that yet? I don't think you can beat it.
1: Man. I haven't even played it.
0: Oh, you must. Oh, it's, it's I know. crazy.
1: You must. It's a must play. Of course I must.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Some of these indie games, I mean, just they did Like Hades was like, holy cow, I need to get into Rogue a little bit more. This is crazy. Duh. All right, guys, we appreciate you hanging out with us today, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>